The beauty industry is growing faster than ever before. Today, it's valued at an estimated 532 billion and counting. As skincare products surge in popularity, there is an increased interest in natural and organic ingredients. Our next guest, Oren Lavi, the founder of NYC skincare shop Soapology, has been leading the way with this trend. His soaps and body products are handmade using natural ingredients sourced from all over the world. And today we're going to talk to him about how he grew his business from an idea to a successful Manhattan storefront. Oren, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It's so great to have you here, especially since I am a customer. I love your products. They're so high quality. So tell us about Sopology. Okay, so Sopology basically is my uh, passion, my boutique shop, soap shop that I opened in 2007. Basically, we create different fragrances for people. So what is unique in our store is that you can basically choose your own fragrance, your own smell, and we basically put it on the buttercream or the scrubs or in many different other products that we have in the store. And we're using mostly uh, organic and natural ingredients. It, it's just like that you're going to the salad uh, shop that you create your own salad and you know exactly what you want inside and what you don't want inside so we doing that with skincare which is very unique you not really can find something like that everywhere yeah it certainly is very customizable and i think your example of the salad bar summarizes it perfectly and the way i actually discovered your store was very organically which goes kind of with your organic products i was walking by in new york and i noticed this beautiful storefront everything is brick and just so like rustic looking you have all these jars on uh, stacked along the walls it's so stunningly beautiful i believe you even have an old-fashioned bathtub do you still have that in the back of it we have two bathtubs actually wow okay so there you go and so i walked in i was overwhelmed with the smell it was so fantastic and um, one of your uh, employees came up and said, would you like to try some things? And so she showed me some of your scrubs, which I still use today, by the way. I use your uh, creamy scrub every single night. I was hooked and I've been shopping ever since. So I'd love to hear more about how you came up with this idea, because as someone walking into the store, it's such a cohesive, well thought out um, institution that you have. So what was your process? Let's talk about like, dreaming this idea when did you first come up with the concept for soapology first of all the inspiration was uh, apothecary i very like the old fashion uh, skincare just something about okay i'm a big fan of uh, flea markets it's, it's just so so fun to see how everything was made and built back in the day there were it was so much thought passion and love into even little packaging or everything they make everything to last forever yeah so i wanted to basically bring this old look old feeling this this is basically my, my inspiration and you definitely see that when you walk in the store it feels like apothecary but why skincare out of all of the different categories you could choose you you chose skincare Okay, I love cooking. Uh, and you know, cooking, process of cooking and process of making soap or even baking, it's kind of 
similar. Not exactly similar, but it's like involved the same uh, technique. Yeah, and you have to make recipes to make your products similar. Exactly. And even though when I'm cooking, I make sure everything is so beautiful because for me, the beauty, it's number one thing, you know? Okay, I came from Israel. In Israel, back 15 years ago, when I opened it, it was very popular to open uh, skincare boutiques. And I thought that I can just do it uh, nicer and better here in New York. Did you have a store in Israel? In Israel, I had a little coffee in Tel Aviv, actually. I was making a little, like a little bakery shop. So it sounds like you've always been an entrepreneur. This isn't your first venture. Yes, I, I was. Uh, one more thing is that I was selling before that in New York. I was selling jewelry on the street. Wow! And I was making everything. And uh, okay, so in high school I studied how to be a hairstylist. You covered everything. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like you are very much someone who's very creative, whether it be with hair, with jewelry, with food, or with beauty products. Essentially, you're an artist, and whatever you're working on, that's your medium. Exactly. So right now it's skincare. I think that it's a, skincare, it's a little, a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of, uh, because it's combined also beauty because you know you have to make it beautiful and you have to make the, uh, the label beautiful and you have to write uh, the right packaging. And then of course you have to choose the right ingredients, so. And that's cooking. Yes, I think that it's, it's going pretty well so far. You know, I've been, uh, I've been around for a couple of uh, years, a little, more, a little bit more, but uh, yeah, people, people love it. Yeah, well, I certainly love it. So tell me about what is the first thing you did after you came up with the idea for Soapology? So the first thing that I did basically is uh, to find the right uh, recipes. Okay, it's actually not was a recipe. It's to find what people like. How do you figure that out? Just like you find what is the best recipe to make uh, cheesecake, you know? I mean, I read... I love how you keep relating this back to food. <laughs> yeah. Because it very much feels like that. It is a recipe you're creating. And I think part of the reason why all of your products smell so good is because you think about how they feel, how they smell, how they look. You're thinking you have the five senses and everything. So let's say you're cooking, yeah? I'm going back to cooking. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. When you put love and you put a little bit more time, it's perfect. If you, you know, slacking off, it's going to be good, but not as good, you know? My husband always says that. He's like, the most important ingredient in cooking is love. And I always roll my eyes because I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> so you started looking for recipes. Who did you try these recipes on first? Because I imagine you had to test them before selling them. Yeah, basically it was uh, myself, of course. Friends, families, and mm -hmm. you follow the recipe. It's probably going to be success or close to success. And even if it's not success from day one, then, you know, the day after it's going to be nicer and better. So. And you can adapt as you go. Yeah. So, Oren, tell me, why did you name it Sopology? Sopology. So, I didn't even know how strong name can be. Name of a brand, it can be so powerful. And I didn't know how powerful is Sopology until I was actually standing next to my storefront and listen, everybody that's walking down the street and looking at the store saying the name. Really? It's so powerful because, you know, it's not that you're passing by every store and you're saying the name of it, you know? Something about soap and ology, 
sound very, very, very right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of vintage. It's the study of soap and uh, something about it. It's uh, so I think that this is just the name did like great, great job, you know. It also fits the image when you see the storefront. Exactly. So you started making it in your house, but today you have a factory. How do you go from making something by hand in your house to making sure the quality is as good when you're more mass producing something in a factory? Even though that we have a factory, we're making very small batches. We have the exactly amount of uh, ingredients that you have to put on everything. So basically to move to a factory was just more comfortable. And everything is still handmade, I believe, right? Everything is handmade. Everything is handpicked. Everything's handpicked. So for example, if I'm uh, doing uh, the coffee scrub, okay? I'm buying the coffee and then I'm buying the, uh, the sugar in a different place and I'm buying the salt in a different place. You hand pick every ingredient and then hand make the products from there. So you know exactly what's going in every single product. Yeah. So, okay, you've created these products. You know that they're great products. You've tried them on yourself, maybe some family, some friends. You have a variety of different products. So what's the next step here? How do you market these products? How do you get attention on them? Did you start a storefront first? Did you start selling from your house? Talk about that process. So basically, after that I choose the, the recipes and the ingredients, it was the time to choose the, the location. The, the idea was to sell it on, uh, in a storefront, of course. Yeah. And I started to look for a store in New York, which is not easy, you know? It's... No, please. I was looking at the prices of storefronts in New York. It is scary. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Make no sense. The prices are very expensive to rent a storefront in New York. Very expensive. Very high. And then to find the, the right location and the right size, you have to combine a couple of things together, which not making it easy, but um, very important, the location. Very, very important. So I imagine, yeah, it's very difficult to find the perfect place within a budget that you can afford. And most likely it's very expensive. So you have to pay for the storefront. You have to pay for all the products. You have to pay for the labeling. You have to pay for all of these different elements. Uh, yeah, but you know, in life you take risk. So I believe that it's going to work. That's such a great entrepreneurial mindset you have. I think all entrepreneurs are like, I believe in this idea. I know it's going to work. And it's about believing in yourself. Sometimes you lose, but it's totally okay, you know? Even very wealthy people that you see today and you're like, wow, you know, like how you did it. They're going to tell you a lot of failure, failure stories, you know? It's not just like you start and they're like glory one day, you know? Yeah. If you believe in something and you love something, you have to put all of the eggs in one basket, you know? I'm not scared. Because if I'm not going to try, I'm never going to know. Yes, exactly. That's something I believe in too, is you never know until you try. And if you don't try, then you're never going to get it anyway. Exactly. So let's talk about marketing. I know that you're a creator, so marketing isn't exactly your favorite topic, but it is important when you're building a business. So what are some of the tactics that you use to market Sopology? Social media, online marketing, things like this. Okay, so basically, uh, in the store, the marketing is um, basically we're giving everybody the uh, hand wash. 
Yeah, you get to feel the product firsthand. Yeah, that definitely, actually, that's what sold me to buy the first product. So congratulations, it worked. <laughs> so we make sure that people feel the, the product because when you feel the product, you just can't uh, refuse to buy it. It feels so good. And, uh, and it smells good. Mm-hmm. We're also giving a lot of samples on the streets to people, handling it to them outside the, the shop. What about online marketing? Online marketing. So we definitely try to keep all, everybody that's coming into the store, we try to keep uh, in touch with. We're taking everybody email and uh, we have uh, promotion from time to time and we're sending them emails with all of the, uh, we have different sales and um, basically the other way to, for marketing, it's we're doing Facebook, like everybody else, of course, and Instagram. It sounds like most of your marketing, though, is word of mouth marketing, where someone tries it like me, and then I tell it about tell it to a friend. Yeah. It's kind of fun today to, to meet a business that mainly relies on word of mouth marketing, because if you're successful just through that way, it says a lot about the quality of your products. Thank you. I, I, I think so. Yeah. So with coronavirus, we've had to change a lot about how we run our business. And I know that storefronts in New York City and around the country have had to shut down. Yeah. So that can tremendously impact a business, especially one like yours that really does rely on people walking into the store and word of mouth marketing uh, and samples. How have you guys been impacted and what are you doing to make sure that you will be successful long term? So you're going to be surprised. The pandemic wasn't so bad to us. That's great. Congratulations. That's a rare occurrence. <laughs> we sold online just as much that we're selling on the retail store, which was... Really? I mean, we're selling skincare products, so everybody needs soap. So did this make you rethink your storefront model at all? It's make me think that online it's everything today. Yes, yeah, definitely. You see how many people can, can go by the store, even if it's uh, in the middle of the city of New York, you get maybe 100,000 a day, but online you can get millions if you're just going to do the right things. Exactly. There's no limit because people can order it from all over the world instead of having to go to the store. So have you changed your storefront model at all? Uh, actually, the store, we just did the beautiful renovation just now, but um, the store is a store and the online is online. Yes. With the tourists not being here, it's, it's impacted a lot of stores in the city because tourism is a major industry in New York. We have 65 million tourists a year. And if you remove that, I mean, it's a tremendous decrease in sales and all different types of things. So you are very lucky that uh, your online sales have really picked up. And I think moving forward, as the pandemic ends, you'll see that your business will be more successful because now you have online, you have in-store, instead of mainly relying on your in-store presence. Sometimes you need to, uh, to get a hit that you're not doing something right. Yeah, that's such a good way to think about it. That's kind of like how I've been looking at it as you know, this pandemic has been terrible for so many businesses, but maybe this is an opportunity to grow stronger so that once we emerge out of it, we'll be even more successful than we were because we're going to build up new revenue streams that we didn't have before, you know? Exactly. So what would you like to improve about your business this year? 
One of the things that I would really like to do is maybe to go partnership with one of the big department stores. Oh, that would be huge for you. Yeah. Oren, is there anything else you want to share before we end this interview? Maybe um, something that you would want to tell future entrepreneurs about starting their business? Don't give up. Do it with all of the passion and love that you can. Don't be scared. And even if it's not going to be good today, maybe it's going to be good tomorrow, but don't give up. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Oren, for being on the show. It was so wonderful having you. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. Now, if you want to learn more about Sopology, you can visit SopologyNYC.com or you can follow them on Instagram at Sopology underscore NYC. And of course, you can visit their store in real life in New York. Keep up with all of our episodes on YouTube and anywhere you can stream or listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, subscribe, share with friends, and we'll see you next time. Hallelujah, we going high.